Good Friday. I didn't record on Sunday um, because I had to be up and out and early. So it's Friday. Sunday is Easter. Today is the start of Passover. So I may not record on Sunday also um, because I will be getting up early to go to Mass. Continuing through Jeremiah, we will not finish Jeremiah today, but next week. Starting Jeremiah chapter 33. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says, he who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says about the houses in this city and the royal palaces of Judah that have been torn down to be used against the siege ramps and the sword in the fight with the Babylonians. They will be filled with the dead bodies of the men I will slay in my anger and wrath. I will hide my face from this city because of all its wickedness. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I will bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and will rebuild them as they were before. I will cleanse them from all the sin they have committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. Then the city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. This is what the Lord says you say about this place. It is a desolate waste without men or animals. Yet in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem that are deserted, inhabited by neither men nor animals, there will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, and the voices of those who bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord, saying, Give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were before, says the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says, In this place, desolate and without men or animals in all its towns, there will, be, there will again be pastures for shepherds to rest their flocks. In the towns of the hill country of the western foothills and of the Negev, in the territory of Benjamin, in the villages around Jerusalem, and in the towns of Judah, Flocks will again pass under the hand of the one who counts them, says the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the gracious promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called the Lord our righteousness. For this is what the Lord says, David will never fail to have a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel, nor will the priests who are Levites ever fail to have a man to stand before me continually to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings, and to present sacrifices. 
The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that day and night no longer come at their appointed time, then my covenant with David, my servant, and my covenant with the Levites who are priests ministering before me can be broken, and David will no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. I will make the descendants of David my servant, and the Levites who minister before me as countless as the stars of the sky, and as measureless as the sand on the seashore. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Have you not noticed that these people are saying the Lord has rejected the two kingdoms he chose? So they despise my people and no longer regard them as a nation. This is what the Lord says, If I have not established my covenant with day and night in the fixed laws of heaven and earth, then I will reject the descendants of Jacob and David, my servant, and will not choose one of his sons to rule over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I will restore their fortunes and have compassion on them. Chapter 34 While Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army and all the kingdoms and peoples in the empire he ruled were fighting against Jerusalem and all its surrounding towns, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Go to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and tell him. This is what the Lord says, I am about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will burn it down. He will not escape from his grasp but will surely be captured and handed over to him. You will see the king of Babylon with your own eyes, and he will speak with you face to face, and you will go to Babylon. Ye'd hear the promise of the Lord, O Zedekiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says concerning you. You will not die by the sword, you will die peacefully. As people made a funeral fire in in honor of your fathers, the former kings who preceded you, So they will make a fire in your honor and lament. Alas, O Master, I make myself this promise, declares the Lord. Then Jeremiah the prophet told all this to Zedekiah, king of Judah, in Jerusalem, while the army of the king of Babylon was fighting against Jerusalem and the other cities of Judah that were still holding out. Lachish and Ezekiah, these were the only fortified cities left in Judah. The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zedekiah made a covenant with all the people in Jerusalem to proclaim freedom for the slaves. Everyone was to free his Hebrew slaves, both male and female. No one was to hold a fellow Jew in bondage. So all the officials and people who entered into this covenant agreed that they would free their male and female slaves and no longer hold them in bondage. They agreed and set them free. But afterward, they changed their minds and took back the slaves they had freed and enslaved them again. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I made a covenant with your forefathers when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I said, every seventh year, each of you must free any fellow Hebrew who has sold himself to you. After he has served you six years, you must let him go free. Your fathers, however, did not listen to me or pay attention to me. Recently you repented and did what is right in my sight. Each of you proclaimed freedom to his countrymen. You even made a covenant before me in the house that bears my name. 
but now you have turned around and profaned my name, each of you has taken back the male and female slaves you had set free to go where they wished. You have forced them to become your slaves again. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You have not obeyed me. You have not proclaimed freedom for your fellow countrymen. So I now proclaim freedom for you, declares the Lord. Freedom to fall by the sword, plague, and famine. I will make you abhorrent to all the kingdoms of the earth. The men who have violated my covenant and have not fulfilled the terms of the covenant they made before me, I will treat like the calf they cut in two and then walked between its pieces. The leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the court officials, the priests, and all the people of the land who walked between the pieces of the calf. I will hand over to their enemies who seek their lives. Their dead bodies will become food for the birds of the air and to the beasts of the earth. I will hand Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his officials over to their enemies who seek their lives, to the army of the king of Babylon, which has withdrawn from you. I am going to give the order, declares the Lord, and I will bring them back to this city. They will fight against it, take it, and burn it down, and I will lay waste the towns of Judah so no one can live there. Chapter 35 this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord during the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. Go to the Rechabite family and invite them to come to one of the side rooms of the house of the Lord and give them wine to drink. So I went to Jezaniah, son of Jeremiah, the son of Habazinah, and his brothers and all his sons, the whole family of the Rechabites. I brought them into the house of the Lord and into the rooms, the room of the sons of Hanan, son of Igdalia, uh, the man of God. It was next to the room of the officials, which was over that of Man Masiah, son of Shalom, the doorkeeper. Then I set bowls full of wine and some cups before the men of the Rechabite family and said to them, Drink some wine. But they replied, We do not drink wine, because our forefather Jonadab, son of Rechab, gave us this command. Neither you nor your descendants must ever drink wine. Also, you must never build houses, sow seed, or plant vineyards. You must never have any of these things, but, but must always live in tents. Then you will live a long time in the land where you are nomads. You have obeyed everything our forefather Jonadab, son of Rechab, commanded us. Neither we nor our wives nor our sons and daughters have ever drunk wine or built houses to live in or had vineyards, fields, or crops. We, lives, had, <laughs> we have lived in tents and have fully obeyed everything our forefather Jonadab commanded us. But when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, invaded this land, we said, Come, we must go to Jerusalem to escape the Babylonians and Aramean armies. So we have remained in Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, Go and tell the men of Judah and the people of Jerusalem, Will you not learn a lesson and obey my words, declared the, declares the Lord? Jonadab, son of Rechab, ordered his sons not to drink wine, and this command has been kept. 
To this day they do not drink wine, because they obey their forefathers' command. But I have spoken to you again and again, yet you have not obeyed me. Again and again I sent all my servants, the prophets, to you, they said. Each of you must turn from your wicked ways and reform your actions. Do not follow other gods to serve them. Then you will live in the land that I have given to you and your fathers. But you have not paid attention or listened to me. The descendants of Jonadab, son of Rechab, carried out the command their forefather gave them, but these people have not obeyed me. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says, Listen, I am going to bring on Judah and on everyone living in Jerusalem every disaster I pronounced against them. I spoke to them, but they did not listen. I called to them, but they did not answer. Then Jeremiah said to the family of the Rechabites, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You have obeyed the command of your forefathers, Jonadab, and have followed all his instructions, and have done everything he ordered. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Jonadab, son of Rechab, will never fail to have a man to serve me. Chapter 36 In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Take a scroll and write on it all the words I have spoken to you concerning Israel, Judah, and all the other nations from the time I began speaking to you and the reign of Josiah till now. Perhaps when the people of Judah hear about every disaster I plan to inflict on them, each of them will turn from his wicked way. Then I will forgive their wickedness and their sin. So Jeremiah called Baruch son of Neriah, and while Jeremiah dictated all the words the Lord had spoken to him, Baruch wrote them on the scroll. Then Jeremiah told Baruch, I am restricted. I cannot go to the Lord's temple. So you go to the house of the Lord on a day of fasting and read to the people from the scroll the words of the Lord that you wrote as I dictated. Read them to all the people of Judah who come in from their towns. Perhaps they will bring their petition before the Lord, and each will turn from his wicked ways. For the anger and wrath pronounced against this people by the Lord are great. Baruch, son of Nariah, did everything Jeremiah the prophet told him to do. At the Lord's temple he read the words of the Lord from the scroll. In the ninth month of the fifth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, a time of fasting before the Lord was proclaimed for all the people in Jerusalem and those who had come from the towns of Judah. From the room of Gamariah, son of Shaphan, the secretary, which was in the upper courtyard at the entrance of the new gate of the temple, Baruch read to all the people at the Lord's temple the words of Jeremiah from the scroll. When Micaiah, son of Jemariah, the son of Shaphan, heard all the words of the Lord from the scroll, he went down to the secretary's room in the royal palace, where all the officials were sitting. Elishama, the secretary, um, Deliah, son of Shemaiah, Elnathan, son of Akbor, uh, Jemariah, son of Shaphan, Sedekiah, son of Hananiah, and all the other officials. After Micaiah told them everything he had heard Baruch read to the people from the scroll, all the officials sent Jehudi, um, son of Nathaniah, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Cushi, to say to Baruch, Bring the scroll from which you have read to the people and come. 
So Baruch, son of Neriah, went to them with a scroll in hand. They said to him, Sit down, please, and read it to us. So Baruch read to them. When they heard all these words, they looked at each other in fear and said to Baruch, We must report all these words to the king. Then they asked Baruch, Tell us, how did you come to write all this? Did Jeremiah dictate it? Yes, Baruch replied. He dictated all these words to me, and I wrote them in ink on the scroll. Then the official said to Baruch, You and Jeremiah go and hide. Don't let anyone know where you are. After they put the scroll in the room of Elishama the secretary, they went to the king in the courtyard and reported everything to him. The king sent Jehudi to get the scroll, and Jehudi brought it from the room of Elishama the secretary and read it to the king and all the officials standing beside him. It was the ninth month, and the king was sitting in the winter apartment with a fire burning in the fire pot in front of him. Whenever Jehudi had read three or four columns of the scroll, the king cut them off with a scribe's knife and threw them into the fire pot until the entire scroll was burned in the fire. The king and all his attendants who heard all these words showed no fear, nor did they tear their clothes. Even though Elnathan, Deliah, and Gemariah, Geh, Gemariah urged the king not to burn the scroll, he would not listen to them. Instead, the king commanded Jerah... Meal, Jeremiel, a son of the king, Sariah, son of Azrael, and Shelemiah, son of Abdiel, to arrest Baruch the scribe and Jeremiah the prophet. But the Lord had hidden them. After the king burned the scroll containing the words Baruch had written at Jeremiah's dictation, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Take another scroll and write on it all the words that were um, on the first scroll, where Jehoiakim, king of Judah, burnt up. Also tell Jehoiakim, king of Judah, this is what the Lord says. You burned that scroll and said, Why did you write on it that the king of Babylon would certainly come and destroy this land and cut off both men and animals from it? Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, king of Judah. He will have no one to sit on the throne of David. His body will be thrown out and exposed to the heat by day and the frost by night. I will punish him and his children and his attendants for their wickedness. I will bring on them and those living in Jerusalem and the people of Judah every disaster I pronounced against them, because they have not listened. So Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to the scribe Baruch, son of Neriah. And as Jeremiah dictated, Baruch wrote on it all the words of the scroll that Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And many similar words were added to them. Zedekiah, son of Josiah, was made king of Judah by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He reigned in place of Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim. Neither he nor his attendants nor the people of the land paid any attention to the words the Lord had spoken through Jeremiah the prophet. King Zedekiah, however, sent Jehuqal, son of Shelemiah, with the priest Zephaniah, son of Maaseiah, to Jeremiah the prophet with his message. Please pray to the Lord our God for us. Now Jeremiah was free to come and go among the people, for he had not yet been put in prison. Pharaoh's army had marched out of Egypt, when, and when the Babylonians were besieging Jerusalem, heard the report about them, they withdrew from Jerusalem. Now Jeremiah... <laughs> 
Now Jeremiah was free to come and go among the people, for he had not yet been put in prison. Pharaoh's army had marched out of Egypt, and when the Babylonians who were besieging Jerusalem heard the report about them, they withdrew from Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Tell the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of me, Pharaoh's army, which has marched out to support you, will go back on its own land to Egypt. Then the Babylonians will return and attack this city. They will capture it and burn it down. After the Babylonian army had withdrawn from Jerusalem because of Pharaoh's army, Jeremiah started to leave the city to go to the territory of Benjamin to get his share of the property among the people there. But when he reached the Benjamin gate, the captain of the guard, whose name was Erijah, what it says it's not elijah with a funny accent son of shalomiah uh, the son of hananiah arrested him and said you are deserting to the babylonians that is not true jeremiah said i am not deserting to the babylonians but Erijah would not listen to him instead he arrested jeremiah and brought him to the officials they were angry with Jeremiah and had him beaten and imprisoned in the house of Jonathan the secretary, which they had made into a prison. Jeremiah was put into a vaulted cell in a dungeon where he remained a long time. Then King Sedechia sent for him and had him brought to the palace, where he asked him privately, Is there any word from the Lord? Yes, Jeremiah replied, You will be handed over to the king of Babylon. Then Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, What crime have I committed against you or your officials or this people that you have put me in prison? Where are your prophets who prophesied to you the king of Babylon will not attack you on this land? But now, my lord the king, please listen. Let me bring my petition before you. Do not send me back to the house of Jonathan the secretary, or I will die there. King Sedekiah then gave orders for Jeremiah to be placed in the courtyard of the guard and given bread from the street of the bakers each day until all the bread in the city was gone. So Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard. Chapter 38 Shephathia, son of Matan, Gedaliah, son of Pashur, Jehukal, son of Shelemiah, and Pashur, son of Malkijah, heard what Jeremiah was telling all the people when he said, This is what the Lord says. Whoever stays in this city will die by the sword, famine, or plague, but whoever goes over to the Babylonians will live. He will escape with his life. He will live. And this is what the Lord says, the city will certainly be handled, be handed over to the army of the king of Babylon, who will capture it. Then the officials said to the king, the man should be put to death. He is discouraging the soldiers who are left in the city, as well as the people, by the things he is saying to them. This man is not seeking the good of these people, but their ruin. He is in your hands, King Zedekiah answered. The king can do nothing to oppose you. So they took Jeremiah and put him into the cistern of Malkijah, the king's son, which was in the courtyard of the guard. They lowered, lowered Jeremiah by ropes into the cistern. It had no water in it, only mud, and Jeremiah sank down into the mud. 
But Ebed-Melech, a Cushite, an official in the royal palace, heard that they had put Jeremiah into the cistern. When the king was sitting in the Benjamin gate, Ebed-Melech went out of the palace and said to him, My lord the king, these men have acted wickedly in all they have done to to Jeremiah the prophet. They have thrown him into a cistern where he will starve to death when there is no longer any bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Cushite, Take thirty men from here with you and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the cistern before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went to a room under the treasury in the palace. He took some old rags and worn-out clothes from there and let them down with ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Ebed-Melech the Cushite said to Jeremiah, Put these old rags and worn-out clothes under your arms to pad the ropes. Jeremiah did so. And they pulled him up with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard. Then King Sedekiah sent for Jeremiah the prophet and had him brought to the third entrance to the temple of the Lord. I'm going to ask you something, the king said to Jeremiah. Do not hide anything from me. Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, If I give you an answer, will you not kill me? Even if I did give you counsel, you would not listen to me. But King Zedekiah swore this oath secretly to Jeremiah. As surely as the Lord lives, who has given us, given us breath, I will neither kill you nor hand you over to those who are seeking your life. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, This is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says. If you surrender to the officers of the king of Babylon, your life will be spared and this city will not be burned down. You and your family will live. But if you will not surrender to the officers, the king of Babylon, the city will be handed over to the Babylonians and they will burn it down. You yourself will not escape from their hands. King Sedekiah said to Jeremiah, I am afraid of the Jews who have gone over to the Babylonians, for the Babylonians may hand me over to them and they will mistreat me. They will not, they will not hand you over, Jeremiah replied. Obey the Lord by doing what I tell you. Then it will go well with you, and your life will be spared. But if you refuse to surrender, this is what the Lord has revealed to me. All the women left in the palace of the king of Judah will be brought out to the officials of the king of Babylon. Those women will say to you, They mislead you and overcame you. Those trusted friends of yours, your feet are sunk in the mud. Your friends have deserted you. All your wives and children will be brought out to the Babylonians. You yourself will not escape from their hands, but will be captured by the king of Babylon, and the city will be burned down. Then Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, Do not let anyone know about this conversation, or you may die. If the officials hear that I talked with you, and they come to you and say, Tell us what you said to the king and what the king said to you, do not hide it from us, or we will kill you. Then tell them, I was pleading with the king not to send me back to Jonathan's house to die there. All the officials did come to Jeremiah and question him, and he told them everything the king had ordered him to say. So they said no more to him, for no one had heard his conversation with the king. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard until the day Jerusalem was captured. Chapter 39 This is how Jerusalem was taken. In the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem with his whole army. 
and laid siege to it. And on the ninth day of the fourth month of Zedekiah's eleventh year, the city wall was broken through. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came and took seats in the middle gate. Nergal Sherzer of Samgar, Nebo Sersakim, a chief officer, Nergal Sherzer, a high official, and all the other officials of the king of Babylon. When Zedekiah, king of Judah, and all the soldiers saw them, they fled. They left the city at night by way of the king's garden, through the gate between the two walls, and headed toward Arabah. But the Babylonian army pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. They captured him and took him to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, at Riblah, in the land of Hamath, where he pronounced sentence on him. There at Riblah, the king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes and also killed all the nobles of Judah. Then he put out Zedekiah's eyes and bound him with bronze shackles to take him to Babylon. The Babylonians set fire to the royal palace and the houses of the people and broke down the walls of Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan commander of the imperial guard carried into exile to Babylon the people who remained in the city along with those who had gone over to him and the rest of the people but Nebuzaradan the commander of the guard left behind in the land of Judah some of the poor people who owned nothing and at the time he gave them vineyards and fields now Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon had given these orders about Jeremiah through Nebuzaradan commander of the imperial guard Take him and look after him. Don't harm him, but do for him whatever he asks. So Nebuzaradan, the commander of the guard, <laughs> Nebushazban, a chief officer, Nergal Sherzer, a high official, and all the other officers of the king of Babylon sent and had Jeremiah taken out of the courtyard of the guard. They turned him over to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, to take him back to his home. So he remained among his people. While Jeremiah had been confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him, Go and tell Ebed-Melech the Cushite, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, I am about to fulfill my word against the city through disaster, not prosperity. At that time, they will be fulfilled before your eyes. But I will rescue you on that day, declares the Lord. You will not be handed over to those you fear. I will save you. You will not fall by the sword, but will escape with your life, because you trust in me, declares the Lord. Chapter 40 The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard, had released him at Ramah. He had found Jeremiah bound in chains among all the captives from Jerusalem and Judah who were being carried into exile to Babylon. When the commander of the guard found Jeremiah, he said to him, The Lord your God decreed this disaster for this place, and now the Lord has brought it about, so has done just as he said he would. All this happened because you people sinned against the Lord and did not obey him. But today I am freeing you from the chains of your wrists. Come with me to Babylon if you like, and I will look after you. But if you do not want if you do not want to, then don't come. Look, the whole country lies before you. Go wherever you please. However, before Jeremiah turned to go, 
Nebuzaradan added, Go back to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has appointed over the towns of Judah, and live with him among the people, and go anywhere else you please. Then the commander gave him provisions and a present, and then and let him go. So Jeremiah went to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mizpah, and stayed with him among the people who were left behind in the land. When all the army officers and their men, who were still in the open country, heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, as governor over the land, and had put him in charge of the men, women, and children who were the poorest in the land, and who had not been carried into exile to Babylon, they came to Gedaliah at Mizpah. Mizpah. Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, Johanan, and Jonathan, the sons of Kariah, Sariah, son of Tanhumeth, the sons of Ephi, the Netophathite, and Jazaniah, Jazaniah, the son of the Makathite, and their men. Gedaliah, son of Ahikim, the son of Shaphan, took an oath to reassure them and their men, Do not be afraid to serve the Babylonians, he said. Settle down in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and it will go well with you. I myself will stay at Mizpah to represent you before the Babylonians who come to us, but you are to harvest the wine, summer fruit, and oil, and put them in your storage jars, and live in the towns you have taken over. When all the Jews in Moab, Ammon, Ammon, Edom, and all the other countries heard that the king of Babylon had left a remnant in Judah and had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, as governor over them. They all came back to the land of Judah, to Gedaliah at Mizpah, for all the countries where they had been scattered, after they harvested an abundance of wine and summer fruit. And they harvested an abundance of wine and summer fruit. Johanan, son of Karia, and all the army officers still in the open country, came to Gedaliah at Mizpah and said to him, Do you know that Balas, king of the Ammonites, has sent Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, to take your life? But Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, did not believe them. Then Johanan, son of Karia, said privately to Gedaliah and Mizpah, let me go and kill Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, and no one will know it. Why should he take your life and call all, cause all the Jews who are gathered around you to be scattered and the remnant of Judah to perish? But Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, said to Johanan, son of Kariah, Don't do such a thing. What you are saying about Ishmael is not true. Chapter 41 in the seventh month, Hishmael, son of Nathaniah, son of Elishama, who was of royal blood and had been one of the king's officers, came with ten men to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mizpah. While they were eating together there, Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, and the ten men who were with him got up and struck down Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, with the sword killing the one whom the king of Babylon had appointed as governor over the land. Ishmael also killed all the Jews who were with Gedaliah at Mizpah, as well as the Babylonian soldiers who were there. 
The day after Gedalia's assassination, before anyone knew about it, 80 men who had shaved off their beards turned their torn their clothes and cut themselves came from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria, bringing grain offerings and incense with them to the house of the Lord. Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, went out from Mizpah to meet them, weeping as he went. When he met them, he said, Come to Gedalia, son of Aikam. When they went into the city, Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, and the men who were with him slaughtered them and threw them into a cistern. Pretend of them said to Ishmael, Don't kill us. We have wheat and barley, all oil and honey hidden in a field. So he let them alone and did not kill them with the others. Now the cistern where he threw all the bodies of the men he had killed, along with Gedaliah, was the one King Asa had made as part of his defense against Basha, king of Israel. Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, filled it with the dead. Ishmael made captives of all the rest of the people who were in Mizpah, the king's daughters, along with all the others who were left there, over whom Nebuchadnezzar, uh, nope, Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard, had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, took them captive and set out to cross over to the Ammonites. When Johanna, son of Caria, and all the army officers who were with him heard about all the crimes Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, had committed, they took all their men and went to fight Ishmael, son of Nathaniah. They caught up with him near the great pool in Gibeon when all the people Ishmael had with him saw Johan, Johanan, son of Caria. And the army officers who were with him, they were glad. All the people of Ishmael had taken captive. All the people Ishmael had taken captive at Mizpah turned and went over to Johanan, son of Caria. But Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, and eight of his men escaped from Johan, Johanan, Johanan, and fled to the Ammonites. Then Johanan. <laughs> son of Caria and all the army officials who were with him, led away all the survivors from Mizpah, whom he had recovered from Ishmael, whom he had recovered from Ishmael, son of Nathaniah, after he had assassinated Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the soldiers, women, children, and court officials he had brought from Gibeon. And they went on, stopping at Garuth, Kimham near Bethlehem on their way to Egypt to escape the Babylonians. They were afraid of them because Ishmael, son of uh, Nathaniah, had killed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, whom the king of Babylon had appointed as governor over the land. Chapter 42 Then all the army officers, including Johanan, son of Caria, and Jezaniah, son of Hoshiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest approached Jeremiah the prophet and said to him, Please hear our petition and pray to the Lord your God for this entire remnant. For as you now see, though we were once many, we only, now only a few are left. Pray that the Lord your God will tell us where we should go and what we should do. 
I've heard you, replied Jeremiah the prophet. I will certainly pray to the Lord your God, as you have requested. I will tell you everything the Lord says, and will keep nothing back from you. Then they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us if we do not act in accordance with everything the Lord your God sends you to tell us. Whether it is favorable or unfavorable, we will obey the Lord our God, to whom we are sending you, so that it will go well with us, for, for we will obey the Lord our God. So what's coming to mind in this moment is a request to Jeremiah for prayer, which at first my instinct was like, that's silly, asking someone to do that for you. But he has a sort of direct line in with God. So, you know, you you talk to the boss in a meeting instead of trying to schedule a meeting yourself, I guess. Um, but I also wonder how it would be different or if it would be different if... Um, these this remnant uh, would pray for themselves what that would look like if it would make a difference because the Lord hears us but only the prophets can speak directly to the Lord so it feels a little bit like asking someone to help you before you help yourself. Although, again, I don't fault the people for um, trying to get their direct line in. So, continuing chapter 42-7. Ten days later, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. So he called together Johanan, son of Kariah, and all the army officers who were with him, and all the people from the least to the greatest. He said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition, says. If you stay in this land, I will build you up and not tear you down. I will plant you and not uproot you, for I am grieved over the disaster I have inflicted on you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you now fear. Do not be afraid of him, declares the Lord, for I am with you and will save you and deliver you from his hands. I will show you compassion so that he will have compassion on you and restore you to your land. However, if you say, if you say, we will not stay in this land and so disobey the Lord your God, and if you say, no, we will go and live in Egypt where we will, where we will not see war or hear the trumpet or be hungry for bread, then hear the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. If you are determined to go to Egypt, and you do go to settle there, then the sword you fear will overtake you there, and the famine you dread will follow you into Egypt, and there you will die. Indeed, all who are determined to go to Egypt, settle there, will die by the sword, famine, and plague. Not one of them will survive or escape the disaster I will bring on them. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, as my anger and wrath have been poured out on those who lived in Jerusalem, so my wrath will be poured out on you when you go to Egypt. 
you will be an object of cursing and horror, of condemnation and reproach. You will see, you will never see this place again. O remnant of Judah, the Lord has told you, do not go to Egypt. Be sure of this, I warn you today that you made a fatal mistake when you sent me to the Lord your God and said, Pray to the Lord our God for us. Tell us everything he says and we will do it. I have told you today, but you still have not obeyed the Lord your God in all he sent me to tell you. So now, be sure of this, you will die by the sword, famine and plague in the place where you want to go settle. I mentioned last week and possibly the week before that a generation of God's people are being punished and some of them don't even understand why so much so that they're asking if they can leave. (laughs) So God is making his punishment clear and deliberate and leaving them for Babylon leaving them to and in Babylon but I wouldn't listen either if I was told what to do by some ding dong and didn't know why or what for chapter 43 when Jeremiah finished telling the people all the words of the Lord their God everything that the Lord had sent him to tell them Azariah, son of Hoshaniah, and uh, Johanan, son of Kariah, and all the arrogant men said to Jeremiah, You are lying. <laughs> oh boy. When are we going to learn? It's been like this since the very beginning. Every time. Every single time. Which I guess your faith is only proved in comparison with those without it. But every time. And then these people get killed. <laughs> get deaded. <laughs> You are lying. The Lord our God has not sent you. You must not go to Egypt to settle there. But Baruch, son of Neriah, is inciting you against us to hand us over to the Babylonians. So they may kill us or carry us into exile to Babylon. So Johanan, son of Cariah, and all the army officers and all the people who disobeyed the Lord's command to stay in the land of Judah... Instead, Johanan, son of Cariah, and all the army officers led away all the remnant of Judah who had come back to live in the land of Judah from all the nations where they had been scattered. They also led away all the men, women, and children, and the king's daughters whom uh, Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard, had left with Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and Jeremiah the prophet, and Baruch, son of Neriah. So they entered Egypt in disobedience to the Lord and went as far as Tapanis. In Tapanis, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. While the Jews are watching, take some large stones with you and bury them in clay in the brick pavement at the entrance to Pharaoh's place and Tapanis. Tapanis. Then say to them, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. I will send for my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and I will set his throne over these stones I have buried here. He will spread his royal canopy above them. He will come and attack Egypt, bringing death to those destined for death, captivity to those destined for captivity, and the sword to those destined for the sword. 
He will set fire to the temples of the gods of Egypt. He will burn their temples and take their gods captive. As a shepherd wraps his garment around him, so he, so will he wrap Egypt around himself and depart from there unscathed. There in the temple of the sun in Egypt, he will demolish the sacred pillars and will burn down the temples of the gods of Egypt. Chapter 44 This word came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews living in Lower Egypt, in Migdal, Topanis, and Memphis, and in Upper Egypt. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, You saw the great disaster I brought on Jerusalem and on all the towns of Judah. Today they lie deserted and in ruins because of the evil they have done. They provoked me to anger by burning incense and by worshipping other gods that neither they nor you nor your father ever knew. Again and again I sent my servants the prophets who said, Do not do this detestable thing that I hate. But they did not listen or pay attention. They did not turn from their wickedness or stop burning incense to other gods. Therefore my fierce anger was poured out. It raged against the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem and made them desolate ruins. They are today. See, God and I are on the same page. A total, a total surprise. <laughs> At a lack of follow through. <laughs> oh, gee. Now this is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Why bring such great disaster on yourselves by cutting off from Judah the men and women, the children and infants, and so leave yourselves without a remnant? Why provoke me to anger with what your hands have made, burning incense to other gods in Egypt where you have come to live? You will destroy yourselves and make yourselves an object of cursing and reproach among all the nations of earth. Have you forgotten the wickedness committed by your fathers and by the kings and queens of Judah and the wickedness committed by you and your wives in the land of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem? To this day they have not humbled themselves or shown reverence, nor have they followed my law and the decrees I set before you and your fathers. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, I am determined to bring disaster on you and to destroy all Judah. I will take away the remnant of Judah who were determined to go to Egypt to settle there. They will all perish in Egypt. They will fall by the sword or die from famine. From the least to the greatest, they will die by the sword or famine. They will become an object of cursing and horror, of condemnation and reproach. I will punish those who live in Egypt with the sword famine and plague as I punished Jerusalem. None of the remnant of Judah who have gone to live in Egypt will escape or survive to return to the land of Judah, to which they long to return and live. None will return except a few fugitives. Then all the men who knew that their wives were burning incense to other gods, along with all the women who were present, a large assembly, and all the people living in Lower and Upper Egypt, said to Jeremiah, we will not listen to the message you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord. We will certainly do everything we said we would. We will burn incense to the queen of heaven and will pour out drink offerings to her, just as we and our fathers, our kings, and our officials did in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. 
At that time, we had plenty of food and were well off and suffered no harm. But ever since we stopped burning incense to the Queen of Heaven and pouring out drink offerings to her, we have had nothing and have been perishing by sword and famine. The women added, After we burned incense to the Queen of Heaven and poured out drink offerings, did not our husbands know that we were making cakes like her image and pouring out drink offerings to her? The Jeremiah said to all the people, both men and women, who were answering him, Did not the Lord remember and think about the incense burned in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem by your fathers, your kings, and your officials, and the people of the land? When the Lord could no longer endure your wicked actions and the detestable things you did, your land became an object of cursing and a desolate waste without inhabitants as it is today because you have burned incense and have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed him or followed his law or his decrees or his stipulations. This disaster has come upon you as you now see. Then Jeremiah said to all the people, including the women, Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah and Egypt. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You and your wives have shown by your actions what you promised when you said, We will certainly carry out the vows we made to burn incense and pour out drink offerings to the Queen of Heaven. Go ahead then, do what you promised, keep your vows, but hear the word of the Lord, all the Jews living in Egypt, I swear by my great name, says the Lord, that no one from Judah living anywhere in Egypt will ever again invoke my name or swear, as surely as the sovereign Lord lives. For I am watching over them for harm, not for good, and the Jews in Egypt will perish by sword and famine until they are destroyed. Those who escape the sword and return to the land of Judah from Egypt will be very few. Then the whole remnant of Judah who came to live in Egypt will know those whose word will stand, mine or theirs. This will be the sign to you that I will punish you in this place, declares the Lord, so that you will know that my threats of harm against you will surely stand. This is what the Lord says, I am going to hand Pharaoh Hophra, king of Egypt, over to his enemies who seek his life, just as I handed Zedekiah, king of Judah, over to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the enemy who was seeking his life. And we will conclude with chapter 25, uh, sorry, chapter 45, a message to Baruch. This is what Jeremiah the prophet told Baruch, son of Neriah, in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, after Baruch had written on a scroll the words Jeremiah was then dictating. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you, Baruch. You said, Woe to me, the Lord has added sorrow to my pain. I am worn out with groaning and find no rest. The Lord said, Say this to him. This is what the Lord says, I will overthrow what I have built and uproot what I have planted throughout the land. Should you then seek great things for yourself? Seek them not, for I will bring disaster on all people, declares the Lord. But wherever you go, I will let you escape with your life. It's been one year of let go and let God 
We released our first episode on Easter of last year. And this Sunday is Easter. Over the course of a year, we have read 443 pages. There are 256 pages left to go. Two hundred and fifty two pages. And um, so I guess we've got about, well, we'll see. However long it takes. Can't wait to get to the Jesus bits. <sighs> Happy Easter. Have a safe and wondrous Passover and as always let go let God